Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hey, everybody. I am so excited to be back with you. I love it. I freaking love it here on the podcast. Okay, can you believe we are 251 episodes in here today? It is so insane. That is so many episodes. I love it so much. I really do. I've really come to enjoy doing the podcast. Um, I wanted to share a review that came in recently, and um, it's just so beautiful. It's called Light at the End of the Tunnel. It's a five-star review by Gigi Nandez. This was left April 1st, 2022. She said, this podcast made me realize that I needed help all around. I was doing things, quote, wrong because I didn't know better. Lizzie has literally pointed out everything that I have done, and she said, you need help, mama, and we don't even know each other. Now we do. LOL. And she's now my mentor. I listen to her like eight hours a day because of what I do for work. And she gives me hope. And because of this podcast, I know I will be fine. I just need to be patient. I need to take care of me in order to take care of my loved ones. I almost lost my marriage. I had hit rock bottom when I started hearing her. I see that light might be far, but I still can do this. Thank you. Okay. If your name is Gigi, I don't know if that's just your username or your actual name, but if your name's Gigi, I'm just going to call you Gigi. Gigi, love you, girl. I'm so glad we spend so much time together. That is such a fun review to read. It gives me all the tickles and feels inside. I'm just so grateful that you took the time to leave that review, to tap the stars, to type the words. You guys, your reviews are like how you can pay me. I'm serious. If you love this podcast, please leave me a written review because not just because I can share it, not just because it helps people find the podcast, although those are amazing reasons, but because it really makes my day. And I'm a little person over here that has emotional needs too. (laughs) And I do spend good time, you know, and I'm happy to spend the time from my family in this office. Like I love, I absolutely love what I do. I was just telling my husband the other day. No, actually I was telling a mom, in my ward at church, she was asking me what I did. Cause I just moved here and I was telling her and I was like, I really feel like I hit the jackpot. I won the lottery. I love, 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 love what I do with postpartum women and the mother wound and birth trauma and parenting and regulating your anxiety and your depression and the inner child and understanding your nervous system. Oh, I could eat it 
all day long with a spoon, and I do. (laughs) And your podcast reviews really just are like that chocolate sauce on top of this delicious Sunday that this podcast has become for this community. So take the time, leave me a review. I challenge you to do that. And I hope that as you do it, you get to reflect on how much you really have grown as you've listened to this podcast. And if you leave one, chances are I will read it here on the podcast. How cool is that? I would love to know your name to connect with you through you leaving a review. So go ahead and just scroll down. If you're in Apple podcast, you just scroll all the way down past the last episode and it has the reviews. And then you, you click see all reviews and that opens you up to where you can tap, write a review And you can always just tap the stars, but I would love it if you left me a written review. Okay. So in the last episode about emotional availability, I referenced an article that I put in the show notes, and I'm also putting it in the show notes on this episode today because I wanted to go deeper into this article. The reason I want to talk about abuse between mothers and daughters is number one, because it's not that talked about. And, you know, I get it for good reason. We don't just because we need to, you know, we desire to do things differently than our moms did. It doesn't mean that we always need to be broadcasting and talking about abuse between mothers and daughters, but we do need to talk about it. So maybe you don't choose to talk about it to your mom yet or ever. That's totally your choice. And I will leave that to your discretion, your intuition. And maybe you don't choose to talk about it with your siblings, or maybe you do again, totally your choice. Maybe you don't choose to talk about it on your public social media. Maybe you do totally your choice. I will say that if you do delve into the work of the mother wound and mama trauma, like I like to call it, that you do use discretion, right? Because when you go through the grieving process, which when you learn about trauma and abuse, if there is any in your past child, and I'm not saying there is, it can be very tender and you can have repressed anger come up very quickly and it feels very real. Now, again, in my 12-week program, I help you navigate that because it's uncomfortable. A lot of us as women have been programmed to avoid anger and to stuff it. The problem is that stays in our bodies. It can cause acne. It can cause mood disorders. It can cause anxiety and depression. It can cause chronic pain. It can cause migraines. There's a lot of different ways that stored emotion, including anger, affects us in our life when we don't deal with it. And so I create a safe space to help you deal with it. But I will say that if you do this work, I always talk about, you know, waiting to post about it and talk about it publicly um, before, you know, until you've really gotten through the grief process, cause you don't want to have regrets. That being said, I don't believe that loyalty to your family is a reason to not delve into this work and not talk about it. You get to choose how and to whom you talk about it. If you want to keep it super private and only bring it to my, you know, 12 week program and never talk about it again, or only between you and your partner or only between you and a select couple close friends and me, that's totally your discretion. But if you do choose to maybe go on and become a coach or maybe post about it and talk about it, however, generally, or, or specifically you do, I do think that it's a good practice to check in. Are you in the middle of grieving or have you really let it settle and you've gotten through the main anger cycle and the things that might come up as this stuff comes up really raw from your inner child and your nervous system. So that is something to be aware of. But without further ado, I'm totally for you learning about this. 
for advocating for yourself, setting boundaries. And in order to do that, you got to know what is the toxicity, if there is any, in your relationship with your mom. How is trauma passed down? Why is trauma silenced? What look, what does it look like when trauma is unresolved? And, um, how do you know? How do you know if there's toxicity or abuse happening in your relationship with your mom? And how have maybe you been conditioned to respond? And how are you going to undo all this with your relationship with your daughter? How do you heal yourself? How do you take care of it yourself? Now, this article doesn't really talk about that as much. It doesn't talk about how you heal yourself, how you take care of yourself. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great solution of garage and utility lighting options in stock ready to take home today we carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest menards you can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on menards.com this is really more about toxicity understanding how to recognize trauma and abuse. And I'm also going to be adding in my own nuanced content here. Um, but if you want to break the cycle and if you want to do this work, actually it does talk about that. I'm just looking at it, how to break the cycle as a daughter, but also how to break the cycle as a mother. It's seriously a a fantastic article. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to link it in the show notes. If you want to really dive in, it's bethanywebster.com. I just super kudos to her. It's a beautiful article. I give her all the credit. I don't want to, I don't want to claim her stuff as my own at all in any way. Okay. But I do have a lot of experience as a practitioner, as a life coach with the mother wound. And so, um, and you know, she ends up saying the same thing at the end of the day, practice inner mothering to heal the mother wound. And that is exactly what I teach. You have to learn how to nurture your inner child and then learn how to nurture your adult adult self. And once you have those down well, you're going to be able to stop nurturing your mother and let her be your mother and just love her and have compassion on her and have a great relationship with her that's healthy. And then you're going to be able to nurture your children. So let's dive in. The first thing I want to talk about is trauma and how it is passed down how it might be unresolved and toxicity. Okay. So let's go through this little checklist that, um, Miss Webster has in this article. She says toxic mother daughter relationship signs. Okay. So be thinking about your relationship with your mom and, or your stepmom or whoever it is that is kind of your mother figure. Okay. So, uh, the first sign is mother gets reactive, snappy, cutting, or curt in her comments in an underhanded, undermining way. Uh, these I'm, I'm literally lead, reading from her article. So again, I'm giving credit to Bethany Webster, and you can go to her website to, to reference this article. So there is a flip or a turn when her behavior changes. Okay. And it doesn't matter. I know that as a daughter, sometimes our brain is like, oh, well, she's just upset. And so she's doing that, right? We have a million ways that we make excuses 
for our mom. But when you become an adult, you do have the prerogative to stop doing that if you want to. You still can. We oftentimes are programmed to protect our mothers and you get to decide if you want to keep doing that. The problem for me and for my clients, what I kind of teach is when it becomes at your own expense, when you're self-abandoning or when you are really withholding things from your mom and having to bear things that you really aren't yours in order to protect her. Or when it comes from a place of fear and loyalty, that's when I am like, okay, that's when we want to take a harder look at that. Okay. The next one is mother displays signs of jealousy, envy, or competition towards the daughter. So have you ever had your mom be jealous of you or be threatened by you? Right? Another one is mother acts like a bully with no sense of accountability or responsibility. And this might not be always, but sometimes can be aggressive and domineering. And I just want to talk in general, something Patricia Brown, who is a really well-known, she's gotten quite older now and I really adore her work. Um, she's a, a verbal abuse and psychological abuse, mental, emotional abuse kind of advocate for women and teaches women how to get out of relationships that are like that, or how to set boundaries to salvage relationships that are doing that and stuff. And also women who might be the ones doing it. Right. Um, but Patricia Brown talks about when it comes to abuse, you typically have, there's two ways to approach a a dynamic in a relationship. One of them is abusive and one is not. There's power over, which is sort of this domineering thing that Bethany Webster is talking about this, this domination thing. I got to be better than you. If you're good, then it takes away from me. It's kind of like scarcity. It's fear based. And then there's the personal power. Okay. So there's power over where everything's like a competition. And then there's personal power. Your mother either feels her personal power and her personal worth and worthiness, or she doesn't. And if she doesn't, then there's going to, you're going to see more dominance behaviors, right? Because she's basically when somebody doesn't feel their own power and claim their own power and worthiness, what they do, and this is subconsciously so so much of the time, what they do is they basically, um, compensate for that by taking other people's power. And one of the ways we might do that is by comparing, you know, um, criticizing people, putting people down, excluding them on purpose, right? There's lots of ways as women that we do this to each other. So you want to just check in with yourself. Do you feel like you have personal power? Um, or do you feel like you do the whole power over thing? Did you feel like you had personal power growing up? Were you empowered by your mother or do you feel like your power was overall trying to be taken and given to her? What did she want power over you or did she help to foster a personal power within you? I'm going to add one of my own, um, ones that I want to mention is indecisiveness. If your mother was really, really dominating, um, she might have wanted control. And so she would, um, kind of lead you to doubt yourself so that she had more ability to make decisions for you. Another sign that you've experienced abusiveness or power over, if we want to call it like a a lighter way to say it is if your parent, anyone, either one of your parents didn't want you to really become independent and successful because maybe they wanted you to take care of them or to nurture them or to be there with them as a friend or, or a companion. So that's, that's not right, right? Mothers, our job is to get our kids independent, but sometimes moms don't want to do that for whatever reason. And so they might 
take power over you and keep you from being able to blossom and do things on your own. All right. The next one is mother has moments of sadism. She likes to hurt your feelings and seems to take some pleasure or satisfaction in making you feel bad or in quote, one upping you. Okay. So this is back to the Bethany Webster article. The next one is mother has tantrums, creating drama, tension, and upheaval around her, right? So when she's upset, is she complaining to different people? Is she spreading rumors about somebody? Is she being catty and snotty or is she giving people space, holding the space, processing her emotions, working through her emotions in an appropriate way that doesn't degrade or take somebody else down? Um, the next one, when things are going well for you, she seems to be going through a hard time, which is really, really interesting, right? When things are going well for you, she seems to be going through a hard time. Um, but like every time. And so it's almost like she creates a a reason for you to come back and nurture her instead of go and nurture yourself and take care of yourself. So that's something really interesting to look out for. The next one is mother has moments of immaturity, being petty and childish childish. So sulking tantrums, demanding attention, etc. The next one, mother has a narrative of victimhood and entitlement, what you owe her, what the world owes her, how she's been done wrong, etc. Nothing sustainably seems to be able to shift her mood. So I think that's an interesting one. One of the ones that comes up a lot as I coach women is I've heard this multiple times where they say, I have a memory of my mom, you know, we were running late to school and she was stressed out and she was like, basically blaming us for her decision to drive us across town to this public school. Or she was really unhappy one day and she just went off on how, you know, she basically lost herself in motherhood and she's dedicated her whole life to these children. And it's basically our fault that for existing, that she's not happy with herself and her life. That's not okay. And it never is a child's fault or responsibility for the choices her parents make but you might've been in that predicament. You might've actually even believed at one point that you were responsible for your parents' choices. Maybe you still do to some extent. So that's never the case. So just be aware of that. And again, this doesn't mean you have to be mad at your mom or hate her. Although if anger or frustration comes up, come talk to me, get in the program. You will love having that space to process that so that it doesn't have to negatively impact your relationships if you don't want it to. Okay. Um, The next one, the mother always has to be the center of attention and catered to your feelings and needs as her daughter are secondary. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's an interesting one, right? Um, 
Next one, there's no curiosity about you. She appears to assume that she already knows what you think or feel or do with ever, without asking or listening. You feel more like an image in her mind or an extension of her own body or a cardboard cutout of a person versus, this is just my words now, versus the dynamic, you know, ever-changing real person that you are. So that's just sort of an, a lack of emotional availability. Um, and that does happen with the inner child that our moms um, can project onto us. And we can do that to our kids if we haven't done our work. So make sure you're doing your work. <laughs> but yeah, that's a result of our mom not having dealt with her inner child and having nurtured and consoled her inner child in a way that's stable and calmed and regulated is that she will basically project her pain onto you. And that can be really, really tricky dynamic. Um, another one that your mom you might feel like she looks at you more like a threat, a perpetrator, or a competitor rather than as her daughter. Sometimes there's a strange absence of mother. Another one, she may sometimes act as though she's been physically attacked or disturbed when you do express a differing value opinion or expect to be heard. So I guess an example of this is maybe you say, Hey mom, I don't, I don't really want to go do this thing, or I don't really like it when you do this. And you're kind of giving her like a constructive criticism, some feedback, and it goes into like either a guilt trip and she's kind of guilting you for even saying anything, or she basically is like, Oh, well, you just don't like anything I do. And I just don't even know how to act around you. And what would you have me do? How do you, how do you, who do you think I am? I can't just be everything all that you want. Right. It goes from like, Oh, okay. Thanks for letting me know. You know, I don't agree, but, or I will take that into consideration, like a, a sort of like a clean, respectful response. It doesn't mean she has to change. It doesn't mean she has to take it on, but she's like respecting you versus bleeding into this huge, you know, dialogue monologue of, of, um, really putting it back on you and basically one upping the emotional extreme so that you feel invalidated. So that's a really interesting one as well. Um, you know you cannot be your authentic self around your mother. Okay, this one's a big one. I don't mean to trigger you. Okay, and I'm going to add to this one. Um, you, If you get sick, this is another pattern I've noticed with my clients, is if you get sick every time you're around your mom or you get anxiety or depression every time you're around her or after, think about when she comes to be around you, when she leaves, do you, how do you do after she leaves? Is it exhausting and you have to recuperate? These are just signals to be kind of checking into the relationship or is it rejuvenating and you're so grateful? You know, how does that feel? And again, it doesn't mean anything's wrong with her. This is just the dynamic of the relationship that you want to look at. Um, so yeah, when you know, you can't be your authentic self around her. This is me saying you maybe feel like you have to withhold things from her back to the article. She, you feel like you have to armor up mentally prepare for seeing her or put on a mask of what she wants you to be. That's really sad. Okay. It's really sad when we get into that with our moms and you can learn how to nurture yourself and be there for yourself so that you don't have to care so much about what she thinks. You can learn how to regulate your nervous system and be calm and grounded when you're around her so that you can be authentic and choose to share what you want to share and also not choose to share what you don't want to share. Cause it might not be safe to share everything. So it's not like you have to share everything, but you can get to a more authentic, strong, independent, but also loving place with her. 
Um, another one is your body. There's three more, four more. So your body gives you strong signals, such as an ominous sinking feeling, an urge to flee, a feeling of being frozen or stuck, a feeling like all your energy has left your body. You start to feel small, like shrinking in her presence. Adrenaline surges of wanting to argue or defend yourself, but you deflate and feel small. I've noticed with clients, there, there is a freeze response. If there's something you mean, there's a bone to pick with your mom and you want to talk to her about it, but you just don't, and you don't know why you don't, but you really want to, this can be a trauma response around your own mother, right? And again, I don't mean to say anything to judge her. I'm not going to go ahead and say that because I don't know your mom, but that is your body speaking to you. And what you want to do in what we do in my 12 week program is I help you understand why you have that response around your mom, why you feel small, why you mute yourself, why you filter everything you you say. Basically, I like to call that self-abandonment. And when you're self-abandoning in favor of supporting or being who you think your mom needs you to be, that's just a, a, a form of nurturing her and protecting her in some way. And it's probably being done out of a place of fear. And it's probably something you've been doing since you were little. And in my program, I can help you undo that. All right. It's something that really starts to come up postpartum and it can be really like alarming and kind of disorienting. Like, why am I doing this? But just so you know, it's normal. The next one, you feel like you always have to be the bigger person and take the high road. Even though you're the daughter, you feel like you have to like really work to be the mature one with your mom. Now I will say that once you've grieved the trauma that's there and you've worked through it in a healthy way, you might be a mature, the the more mature person in some ways around your mom and it won't bother you. So just because some of these things are triggered doesn't mean they're going to feel like this forever. When you come through my program, we do postpartum is a lot of times a matriarchal lineage wound. There are wounds in the matriarchal line of your family, right? Your mom, your mom's mom, your mom's mom's mom, (laughs) stuff that gets passed down that comes up. Your body just decides when you become a mother, a lot of it just comes up. And so we do talk a lot about mother child dynamics and nurturing your own inner child and becoming your own mother. And then then swinging around back full circle to your relationship with your mom in a healthy way. It's so beautiful. There is so much hope. Um, I want to share just a little glorious moment from my work in my relationship with my mom. And when I say that there's been work in my relationship with my mom, I don't mean to say that my mom is a piece of work or that it's been really hard or anything like that. I absolutely love my mom. And the more that I've done this work, the more I've grown in my ability to love her. And it's been so beautiful. So I just wanted to share that the other day we went on a walk together and there were a couple things I wanted to share with her and I did. And we don't see eye to eye on everything and we still can love each other. There was also a boundary that I felt like I needed to set. And as an adult child, that is my prerogative, right? And so I went ahead and had that conversation and it was uncomfortable, but the way that I felt and that I feel now that I've done that is so much more authentic in relationship with her. I feel like I can breathe in my relationship with her. And instead of that being something that took away from my relationship or my love with her, instead it has given both of us permission to just bring our authentic selves to our relationship. We started spending more quality time together and literally the quality of our time has been higher quality and even desiring to be with her and around her, making more memories with my kids. There is so much hope if you have a deep mother wound.
And just because you choose to do this work, it doesn't mean she has to. And it's just such a great sovereign place to, to, to hang out is in the mother wound work. It will help you feel probably more love and appreciation for your family, but it'll be uncomfortable too, right? We have to get honest. We can have gratitude and honesty. And I think that's the biggest reason I wanted to bring this episode to you today is because so many times, unfortunately, generational stuff, especially between the women just gets brushed under the rug, but that only perpetuates patriarchy and it perpetuates the final strings that are keeping us as a collective from being able to evolve into more spiritually awakened, more emotionally awakened and available people to one another with more peace and connection and wholeness in our lives and in the world. I believe that that is what Jesus Christ wants. And I believe that that is one way we can prepare for his second coming is to heal ourselves, to use his grace and to use his light and goodness and the tools that I believe come from him in this world, like coaching and other healing modalities, in order to prepare ourselves to do his work so that we're not constantly living out and repeating the cycles, even though we can love ourselves in that as well. So if you want to learn this work, if you want to have self-compassion and also address your mother wound and other family wounds, other birth trauma wounds, postpartum anxiety and depression, all of it. We go over it in my 12 week program where we go through the calm your body, calm your mind, calm your life. So just go to lizzielangston.com forward slash program to get on the wait list and I will see you inside. Hey, so I know we all just want to do a little bit better than the generation before us did. And we all have a lot of family crap that we got to get through as well as anxiety, depression, these fear responses. We live in turbulent times. So I created a 12 week program that addresses postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, birth trauma, childhood trauma, and also the mother wound. And it's actually amazing. <laughs> I have a cohort going right now. You can join us at lizzielangston.com forward slash program. When we're ready to launch again, the details will all be there. You can get on the wait list at that link. So just go to lizzielangston.com forward slash program, get on the wait list, and we'll see you soon.